Welcome to 90834. It's the weekly podcast where guests share the biggest lessons they've learned in therapy. In each episode, I'll pose two questions. What were you looking to resolve by going to therapy? And what did you really end up getting out of therapy? I'm Shannon Miller, a licensed clinical social worker in private practice who has the privilege of spending every day watching the therapeutic process lead to unexpected and beautiful places. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sandy. She's a 25-year-old woman from India living in Minnesota for her graduate studies. Sandy was in therapy for seven months. She went to therapy because, as she says, things were going all wrong. Seven months of therapy, Sandy learned how everything is connected and healing one thing can change a lot. Why don't you tell me a little bit about why you went to therapy? So because I came to the United States for my studies and because it was a new place, I kind of realized um, like everything was kind of going wrong. <laughs> what was going and, wrong? Um, like, can you describe what was going wrong? Yeah. So I had like a lot of like low esteem and like procrastination because um, I didn't have my parents here with me. I didn't have anyone to just like kind of force me to get out of bed, I think. And that mm-hmm. is what was happening when I was back home. Yeah. So I decided something has to change. And that's why I decided I had to go to therapy. And I also had a lot of um, alcohol problems or like like borderline addiction or like at least dependent on alcohol for a mm-hmm. lot of things. Like uh, just hanging out with friends, I needed alcohol. But like uh, if I had to meet someone new, I needed some alcohol. So um, and if I had to do something tough, like maybe I had like a presentation, I kind of needed it to soothe me. So that is another thing that was happening. So then you started therapy and tell me what started unfolding once you were in therapy. Yeah. So I I actually tried therapy uh, before I, I joined it consistently. I tried therapy like once or twice a year before. Okay. And um, so what uh, ended up happening was that I didn't really like my therapist. So I just thought therapy wasn't for me. But <laughs> um, I think it's really important to understand therapy. Like it's very it's very important to get someone or like get a therapist that suits you. And I think that's also another aspect of therapy that is not very well understood. But yeah, that's what happened with me. I did try therapy. I did like go to two or three sessions before. And it just felt like it wasn't for me. And I, I felt like it was kind of forced almost. Um, or like I was forcing myself to open up and it wasn't, yeah, mm-hmm. organic. So can That's you right. tell me what was it about the therapist that you didn't like or any of them that you had tried that it just didn't mm-hmm. fit for you? They were trying to be a lot like my friend or like they were trying to be uh, like or more like a friend than a professional, I would say. But then I felt like I needed someone, um, which is fine. I think that works for a lot of people as well. A therapist who is more, who talks like a friend, who's like open like a friend, right? But for me, maybe I needed someone who was a lot more professional or like... Maybe a little distant? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably right. Yeah, I think all therapists are professional at least. Um, but I, I like with my therapist, what was different was that she, whenever something was happening, she used to explain the science behind it or like the psychology behind it. And I felt like I needed that kind of realization or like that kind of extra information for me to actually believe what she was saying. Like I didn't 
I didn't just want someone to uh, hear me out, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. So you needed yeah. a therapist that appealed to your intellectual side as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you found that therapist. Mm-hmm. And then what did you start discovering was behind the dependency on alcohol or not wanting to get out of bed? Like where, where was that mm-hmm. stuff coming from? Yeah. So I grew up in, I grew up in like a dysfunctional household to kind of say, um, my parents were kind of like always fighting. And, uh, because I come from an Indian background, it, there was also like physical abuse in terms of punishment on kids, not not really in between my parents, but uh, with me and my brother. Yeah, so <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't, maybe I didn't have like a a place that I could trust, I guess. Um, I did have like a lot of perfectionism and perfectionism that kind of went, uh, went into procrastination because it's always like when you're trying to do something like really perfect, um, you don't want the you you don't want to start it because you don't want to ruin the black the blank slate or like the the white canvas the perfect canvas, so that's that's how it was with me for a lot of years, um basically all 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 my years all my my whole life I guess after going to therapy, first of all I realized that everything is connected every little thing that has happened in my life has been connected, but I just didn't realize how or. And, and I think my therapist did a good job in like kind of connecting the dots for me and explaining that to me and like just knowing that this is why I am this way or this is why I behave this way kind of helped me um, start the process of like unlearning that behavior or unlearning that pattern. Can I stop you for and, a sec? Can you give an example of something that happened mm-hmm. and how it shows up today? Right. So. When I was nine years old, I basically had like a bullying incident that was borderline sexual abuse, I think. Uh, But because it happened with my peers or like because the kids that uh, did that were uh, my age, I kind of blame myself a lot for it because I was always under the uh, understanding that I should have done something better or I should have done this, I should have done that. Because of that, I had like a lot of anger issues and I kind of like kept all of that inside. And again, I didn't tell my parents because I didn't really trust them because I think I thought they would blame me again because I was already blaming myself. So I didn't I didn't really feel like going to them. And that kind of uh, gave rise to social anxiety. Before that, I was it was really easy for me to make friends. But then after that, I just like kind of believed everyone kind of hated me <laughs> mm-hmm. or there was a lot of like self-hatred and like low esteem that rose up. Uh, rose up after that incident yeah so like that anxiety led like that social anxiety led to drinking problems and like that as you go with the like, go ahead with life that kind of leads to another thing that isn't in your favor and like it's like a domino effect that just it feels like bad things just keep happening to you because i think it's just because you don't really know how to function as a normal human human being or like you haven't learned the tools that you should have been taught when you were younger and I kind of like learned in therapy to just be kinder to myself and there was this one thing that my therapist like made me do was like write a letter to the nine-year-old self me and it was basically forgiving her for not doing the things that I thought she should have done because she was a kid (laughs) 
it took me a long time or like it took me just until very recently to realize that it wasn't my fault or like i couldn't have done anything at that point it was the adult adults fault the teachers the parents who didn't really do anything about it uh, my parents didn't know but the teachers who did know they didn't really do anything about it uh so it wasn't on me also uh, maybe i should mention that this was in in singapore so there was a bit of um racist angle as well with this because i was the only indian kid in that class uh, yeah it took me a lot of time a lot of therapy to kind of um realize that that's a long time to carry around that kind of well anger that then turned to social anxiety that turned to drinking right. i mean that's the yeah. chain of events that all come mm-hmm. from that one incident yeah I, I just wish i did tell my parents or like i felt safe enough to tell my parents at that time i think that particular incident or like that bullying incident like bullying kind of stays with you even if it's a small thing even if it's not as big as what happened with me just it's horrible <laughs> um it stays with you your whole life until you know there's someone to support you or like tell you it wasn't really your fault so yeah. once you've come to accept that it really wasn't your fault that the adults around you had let you down and had failed you tremendously what started to change for you? Um it didn't actually change immediately. <laughs> it okay. took me it took my therapist a lot of persistence to actually make me believe that this wasn't actually my fault. And my understanding of this whole situation was that like I, yeah, like I was really angry at myself for not doing the things I should have done. I think journaling, like writing letters, like she told me to like I wrote uh, a few letters to myself and just journaling and understanding or oh, like I another thing about self esteem was that I constantly called myself stupid for even the smallest things that went wrong and this again was again, like related to the perfectionism of it I just felt stupid all the time even through grad school I felt like I wasn't doing the right things um or I wasn't like smart enough or like so your therapist really had to work to convince you one that yeah. you're not stupid and two yeah. <laughs> this was not your fault. Mhm. And that also took a lot of journaling and she used to do this thing where uh, like an exercise where I used to tell her about this incident that like is like a random incident that happened during the day and it was about oh like I f- I did this really stupid thing and um this happened and that happened and I used to feel really guilty or like constantly be fixated on it or like like for days. So basically like if if it happened on Monday and my therapy was on Thursday, I would fixate on it, fixate on it, fixate on it for like days and days and days, like hours. Or like why did I do this stupid thing? Like this is so dumb. I I don't know why I'm like this. All of these things and then my therapist would come and like she would uh make me do this exercise where she would make me like write down the incident and then what the other person did and then what i could have done and what would be like a kinder way to say this to myself and this took a lot of months but like slowly i realized that the way i talked to myself was also changing through these exercises i do that even now i don't i don't go to therapy anymore i still use these tools to kind of like soothe myself or like soothe incident in my head at least Yeah. Okay, so even though therapy ended, you're still writing out the interaction and going through the process yourself. So mm-hmm. essentially you've become your own therapist. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
And since um, you've started implementing these skills, you said that change has taken a long time, but now that change has happened, how is life different for you? Mm, I feel a, I feel a lot more calmer. I feel like isn't a lot of anger in me, which okay. was the case all the time. Like all the time, there was like something just like brewing in me. Like I used to keep thinking, oh, like people hate me. Like people are out for vengeance, or like people are out to get me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my relationships with people in, like improved a lot because I I didn't come from a place of insecurity or I didn't come from a place of um, like low esteem and just like depend. I was like really dependent on my friends or like re- re- dependent on my um, romantic relationships to kind of like fill me on or like constantly tell me, oh, like you're good enough, you're good enough, you're like, you are smart enough or like, you know, um, all of that. And after therapy, I've just kind of become my own person. Like I have my own hobbies. I have my own stuff going on and I'm like really comfortable with just being myself and being alone as a person or like hanging out just like with myself. And I don't, I don't feel the need to get validation from someone else or yeah. So when that happens, the burden on the other person kind of decreases. Mm-hmm. and we just even in my friendship friendships um we just exist with each other and just enjoy each other's company and there's no trust issues i guess between people between okay. me and the other person yeah did you lose any friendships in this process or oh yeah i did i but i i would say they weren't the greatest friendships so I guess that's a good thing because I think during the process I kind of realized the people that were actually kind to me they kind of stayed but then the relationships where I was kind of holding on to people or like I had this like avoidant attachment thing going on those kind of people I did lose the reason why I asked that question is because a lot of times when we heal and change, it can be very threatening to the people around us. And so then friendships just sort of don't last. So, like one thing I did notice with, notice with like, um, not necessarily friendships, but like acquaintances, I learned to stand my ground a lot. So people who were like treating me a bit mean or like they were, they treated me like a doormat or something they kind of stopped. Um, they were treating me with a lot more respect because I had a lot more respect for myself. That is one thing I noticed because I could stand my ground and just be like a lot more confident and a lot more secure, I guess. Like I was able to tell them, I, I was able to have like boundaries where it was like, I will not tolerate this, but like you you can't treat me that way. And yeah, I think boundaries is another thing I learned to therapy. Has your relationship with your parents changed? Yeah, I have become a lot more kinder to them. I have been a lot more vocal with the things that uh, happened in the past. And and my parents were like really apologetic. Yeah, I, I think our relationship has increased, like it's become better, I would say. It takes a lot of patience. And I, I think I think because they've gotten a bit older as well. They don't really want to lose the relationship with the kids. So yeah, <laughs> it mm-hmm. has improved. Yep. What happened with the alcohol dependency as you were going through the process? So with, with the alcohol thing, I it wasn't 
it wasn't like an immediate process there were a lot of days where i did go back to it even even after um i felt like i was doing really good like i i would comment tell to my therapist that oh like i didn't drink for like um this whole week and like she'd be like great and oh, and everything and the next week i would have like two drinks for that week which which is actually not not that bad considering it was a lot more like worse so i think it slowly decreased it, it's it's never like a linear graph you know it's always like a zigzag kind of graph and like that that is what was happening but then it slowly did you know go down again because i real i became a lot more comfortable with myself i didn't feel the need to have alcohol and become this other person or like become this more um exuberant or like like loud person that i was and i did like did have alcohol and i became more com- comfortable with the with the more silent and the shy person that i that i generally am and i feel like i've made a lot more meaningful relationships because of that or like meaningful friendships with people that i met outside of like alcohol like before even i had to drink even for like a small event and i used to a- attract people who were kind of who kind of needed that uh, exuberant lifestyle you know like the the fun like all the fun all the time kind of people but when i kind of stopped drinking alcohol and i met a lot of people who were very intellectual and yeah the friendships were more fruitful i would say final question for you is looking back over the process why was it worth it for you to do it what's different about your life now yeah i think i think the quality of life has definitely improved i think just for that it is so worth it everything has changed in my life um i don't procrastinate anymore i'm not scared of the result that might come my friendships are a lot nicer yeah like everything in my life has just taken a 180 and changed and i i was the kind of person who didn't really believe it or believe in therapy um i used to think like friends were enough or like just people around you are enough like they should be able to be that person for you and just like hear you out and all of that but then i think you need therapists just cuz they they have the education they know what actually goes on with these kinds of things and they like really understand that's really important you started out thinking you should just have friends that can support you through this but yet the first couple therapists that you tried you didn't like because they were too friendly <laughs> yeah yeah oh so yeah coming back to that another thing is that like don't i would say to people is that um don't give up on therapy just cuz it's not great uh the first few sessions also even with the therapist that i did like did like it took me a few sessions to get over that awkward phase cuz um in those sessions you're just trying to give them like a little bit of background about you and it's it's not the most fun but then Once you start opening up to them, and it takes a few sessions after that, it's like really eye-opening. It's great to like understand yourself, and I think that just being self-aware and like self-actualization is a very important thing for just being human, I guess. 
Thank you, Sandy, for taking the time to talk to us today. I know it was important for you to share your experience because you wanted to encourage others in your situation or situations similar to yours to get the help that they need. Hopefully, we've accomplished that today. If you or someone you know wants to share your experience with therapy, please email me at shannon at 90834podcast.com. In today's fast-paced and transient world, taking care of your mental health has never been more important. Apricity Expat Therapy is your gateway to healing and self-discovery from the comfort of your home. With Apricity, licensed therapists are just a click away. Experience the convenience and flexibility of online therapy sessions tailored to your unique needs as an expat. There is no cumbersome intake process or long waiting periods. We are a small private practice dedicated to helping you. Our compassionate therapists provide a confidential and supportive environment where you can explore your thoughts, emotions, and concerns, all without stepping foot outside your door. Whether you're dealing with depression, anxiety, or just need someone to talk to, Apricity has therapist for you. Visit Apricity Expat Therapy to learn more about our therapists and schedule your first online therapy session today.